Welcome to The Daily with Sil Stein. Today's show is a special edition show of The Daily with Sil Stein because we were unable to do Monday's show due to technical difficulties. Welcome to the show here on Anchor. Well, welcome everyone. Happy Tuesday. I am Sylvia Stein and welcome to The Daily with Sil Stein. I hope you all had a wonderful Labor Day. And now that the technical difficulties are over with, I can resume with the show. So welcome. On today's show, I'm going to continue with week two. Now, for writing class, we are, you know, I know it's easy to write a book review. And you could do it with a book review for something that you like. But Amy Peters, uh, because we're going over her book, The Writer's Devotional, 365 Inspirational Exercises, Ideas, Tips, and Motivations on Writing. Author Amy Peters on week two starts off with a write a book review for a book you didn't like. And I know it, you know it's hard to do that and some of us may not have a hard time doing it. For me, and there's nothing against this book. I uh, It's a bestseller book. But for me, it, it just wasn't my cup of tea. And that was The Goldfinch. I did not understand. I mean, it for me, it was very slow paced at first. Finally, it started picking up. But for me, that was not a book I enjoyed. I'm not going to go ahead and review everything on it. It was just one of those things where we had it for book club. And if I can call out, you know, the people in the book club, uh, my friend, an author friend and uh, fellow SNHU uh, colleague, when I was there, um, Christopher Barlett remembers how we were, you know, we were a big, a larger group when we initially started. And then a lot of people just started kind of giving up on the book. You know, maybe, like I said, it's not a horrible book. I mean, it's a bestseller. But for me, um, the, and this is just my opinion, I did not enjoy the book. I uh, had a hard time, you know, getting into it. Finally, you know, we it picked up, you know, for me, you know, later on. But when I first started the book, I I did not uh, get into it right away. And I don't know if it's just, you know, uh, you know, because I normally like these, t- these type of books. But um, it's by the novel by Donna. I believe it's Donna Tariff. Let's see here make sure I get it right. Donna Tart, sorry. And it's called The Goldfinch. And I, like I said, did not enjoy it. And I'm not saying you won't enjoy it. I just, I just didn't really enjoy it. It was too, the beginning was very slow for me. Um, And then it developed into, you know, in the middle, it finally started picking up. But overall, if I had to describe a book, uh, like a book I didn't like, I'm not going to go into a review, would be that one. And I didn't write a review for it. Um, but like I said, if I if I did do a re- book review now, it would be for that book. And that's mainly the one I can call out right now. And like I said, this is nothing against the writer or the book. There's a lot of people that probably love it. It's just my own opinion of it. And we'll be right back. And welcome back to The Daily with Silstein. As I was saying, we're going over, uh, sorry, uh, the book by 
author Amy Peters, The Writer's Devotional, 365 Inspirational Exercises, Ideas, Tips, and Motivations on Writing. And I had gone over week two. I did go over week, The Writers on Writing, where I, I discussed the quote by Anne Lamott. And we kind of went into art in all its forms, and we discussed uh, the Spanish artist Pablo Picasso and his painting Guernica and French composer Claude Debussy's La Mer. And basically what, what it was going into is that there was a result that was made by doc, uh, Dr. Keith Oatley um, who wanted to test the, theor- the theory by Aristotle where do humans find that they're better able to understand and experience life through their reading, particularly by reading fiction and the results were pretty clear. Participants who read fiction were better able to relate to their peers and to engage in social interaction. So it was it was tested and it was right. And that was for the writers on writing. Tuesday was motivation um, by going into um, a quote by June Casagrande. As I've learned, no one knows enough about grammar. This causes a lot of people to feel insecure and alone as if they're the only ones whose grasp of the language is less than adequate. And basically the advice Amy uh, Peters gives by this quote is, my advice is to think creatively first and then worry if you've written it correctly. It's great to think of, of grammar, of course, but first write, then go back and take care of your editing. So it, it's always good to enjoy the writing and then the editing. And then, of course, now we're at the uh, book review uh, for a book I didn't like. I gave you my example. That doesn't necessarily mean it has to be yours. And if you want to call in and and give us your example, that would be awesome. But, of course, stick to the book and your, your review of the book and not the review on the author. A lot of times when I've read reviews from other uh, book reviewers uh, on other authors, I notice some take an aim at the author. And it, there's nothing to say against the author other than the examples that you may have thought that why you dislike this book. For me, it was slow paced for me at the beginning, then it started gradually getting better. That was just the plot of it. Once you get into it, you may, may enjoy it. But um, like I said, stick to that those kind of examples like you can give examples from the text of what you're trying to say so those are that's the advice I would give you for uh, a a book review that you didn't like and then of course now we're talking about week two editing the example is for all my longer works this is a quote I write chapter outlines so I can have the pleasure of departing from them later on this is by Garth Mix And this is what Amy Peters says on that. Regardless of whether you're writing a longer work or a short short piece, yep, start with an outline. The second step is to write a brief synopsis of your story, detailing its beginning, middle, and end. Even if you end up deviating from this, as Nick says, you'll know that you've at least thought through your original idea and that it has a logical progression or is going into a progression. Then write a master plot list for each of your characters. Begin with the main one and working your way down the pecking order. Uh, uh, like uh, your way down the pecking order. This list substantiates why those characters are in the story. 
And then the fun begins. She says, before you write one word of the actual work, you need to create a backstory for every character. Even if you don't use it, flesh, flesh out these people, uh, how they are and how they inter- interconnect in the story and identify their motivations and how they will affect the plot. Once you finish your piece, or if it's large at the end of each chapter, go back and compare what you've done to these lists. You straight off course, figure out why and whether or not your new idea is better than your original. So this is just an example for Thursday for editing and how you get started with an outline and then flesh out your characters later. And we'll be right back. And welcome back to the daily. Happy Tuesday, Tuesday, everyone. And now we're going to week two, Friday biography. It's a quote by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. I believe that world literature has it in its power to help mankind. In these its troubled hours to see itself as it really is, notwithstanding the indoctrinate nations of prejudiced people and parties. So, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, 1918-2008, wrote books that shed light, shed a true light on what was happening behind the Iron Curtain. This is, uh, this is what Amy Peters writes here. How many talented people were wasting away in prison camps? As a child, he wanted to be a writer, but without the right schooling available to him, he chose to study mathematics. It was to play a beneficial role on at least two occasions. He credits mathematics for saving his life. During World War II, because of his mathematical knowledge, he was placed as the commander of an artillery position finding company. In February 1945, he was arrested for his unflattering portrayal of Stalin, Stalin in private correspondence and writings. He was sentenced to eight years in a detention camp in July 1945. A month later, the full term of his status was changed to exile for life. In exile, Solzhenitsyn taught mathematics and physics in a primary school and wrote prose in secret. His first work was published in 1962, One Day in the Life of Ivan Denisovich. Printing of this work, which reflected his years on, in the camps, was discontinued almost, imme- almost immediately. He spent the next 30 years writing and evading the Soviet government. At, at, his, return, at his return to Moscow in 1994, he was treated as a hero. So he went through a lot. Obviously, this is more of his own life because of the, of, of the true nature of what he shared or what he saw that was happening around him. And he was exiled by the Soviet government, but then he returned in Moscow, 1994, and he was treated as a hero. So he says, the quote, I believe that world literature has its power to help mankind. In these its troubled hours to see itself as it really is, notwithstanding the indoctrinations of prejudiced people and parties. And And we'll be right back. And welcome back to the Daily with Silstein. Happy Tuesday, everyone. 
Welcome to The Daily with Silstein here on Anchor, and we're continuing on the book by author Amy Peters, The Writer's Devotional, 365 Inspirational Exercises, Ideas, Tips, and Motivations on Writing. We just finished up with biography. We learned about Alexander Solhenitsyn and his uh, and, and what he endured uh, when he was sent to when he wrote some correspondence uh, uh, describing he was uh, he was arrested for portraying uh, Stalin in a uh, private correspondence and writings and he was sentenced to eight years in a detention camp in July 1945 and he wrote about it when he was exiled for life he wrote about it was uh, he he spent and then he uh, was sent to camp and then he was uh, exiled from the so- from the Soviet Union, and the Soviet and then he evaded the Soviet government, but spent his years writing, and mathematics helped him uh, write that. He he credits mathematics for being for uh, being there to help him to be- being beneficial to his writing of uh, of uh, when he you know was during World War II because of the knowledge that he knew. And then uh, later on, he was he returned to Moscow in 1994. He was treated as a hero. So all that those writings, even though at first they weren't wasn't accepted, he was later considered a hero. So things, you know, his uh, like he says, literature has its power to help mankind, and obviously it did for him. And now for Saturday, uh, Amy Peters has a quote by Evelyn Waugh: "Books to read, scoop by Evelyn Waugh." I think that Hemingway made real discoveries about the use of language in his first novel, The Sun Also Rises. I admired the way he made drunk people talk, said Evelyn Waugh. So Emily Peters says, English author Evelyn Waugh published Scoop in 1938. and It's one of the best examples of social satire in the modern era. Waugh was known for his sharp wit as well as his precise use of language. He was also known for his strong opinions calling Faulkner's writing intolerably bad, accusing James Joyce of being a lunatic and claiming that Raymond Chandler's writing was essentially about drinking shots of whiskey. Waugh brought his biting wit to the social satire, Scoop. In it, a young London journalist, William Boot, is sent to cover a civil war in the fictional African country of Ishmaelia. When his editors at the Daily Beast, from which Tina Brown got the name for her online news site, mistake him for another novelist with the same name. While his inept editor dines on canaps and drinks sherry back in London, Boot, a nat- nature writer, Gamely tries to cover the events unfolding on the ground of Ishmaela. Through a series of fortunate strokes, Boot is able to get the big scoop. But upon returning to London, the credit for the news goes to the other novelist and Boot returns to obscurity. Scoop demonstrates why Waugh is considered one of the greatest satirical writers of his generation. So so this uh, author, Evelyn Waugh, I apologize if I said she, he... Uh, is a satirical writer and he wrote this novel Scoop in 1938 so you might want to go check it out and as you know he wasn't a big fan of Faulkner 
James Joyce or Raymond Chandler. So um, I hope that you'll check out that book and read about the, this this amazing story because it sounds like a fascinating one. So I hope you'll check that out. And we'll be right back to do the wrap-up. And welcome back to The Daily with Sil Stein. Happy Tuesday. We're here on Anchor. Welcome to the show. And now we're doing the wrap-up. As we've gone over week two, now we have the writing prompt, which is, I like animals. And the writing prompt says, and that this is what I'll start with, hopefully tomorrow I get to do the show for Wednesday. I like animals. Animals have a universal appeal appeal for readers. And it doesn't seem to be limited in the, uh, to the domesticated few or the exotic wild beasts that roam the African plains. The late James Alfred Alfred White, who wrote under the name James Harriet, made a career as a mild-mannered British veterinarian who had a penchant for sharing stories about all sorts of creatures, great and small. His art was the ability to share his unique relationship with a wide variety of animals, letting the reader experience what his life was like and often imagine the life of the animals themselves. Try your hand at the same task. Whether you love dogs, cats, iguanas, birds, or snow leopards, not in your house, of course, see if you can share what is truly unique about your relationship with your pet or the pet you always wish you had. So, Hopefully we can start the writing prop with I like animals and share an example of what it would be would be like to have that type of relationship with that type of animal. And uh, we'll hopefully uh, continue on, you know, giving more books to read. And maybe, you know, uh, some of you will call about the book review of a book you didn't like. And then maybe uh, talk a little bit more about the editing side. Um, going into you know what more of what how I work on my outlines give a little more detail on that and hopefully start on Monday's writers on writing for week three and try to wrap up the uh, writers devotional this week uh, so we can begin on another book the following week but for now I'm really happy that you joined us here on anchor on the daily whistle Stein I hope you will call in share your ideas, and thank you for being here again. You all have a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday. Have And have a good rest of your week, and we'll join us here tomorrow on The Daily with Sil Stein. And uh, thank you again for joining us. Have a great one.